0: It is time for the FUD records first intermission report here on Warrior Hockey to score after one. Merrimack at St. Lawrence, The score is 0-0. I'm Mike Mackin with John Leahy, and jo- uh, joining us for this first intermission, it's Pierre McGuire from NBC. Pierre, pretty good first period, up and down action, I thought, up and down the sheet. How'd you see? It? I agree with you, Mike,
1: 100%. I thought the biggest thing, watching the first period, was a physical play, good goaltending at
0: both ends, and the pace was very good. Yeah, you got a couple of guys who played well, oh, a couple of sophomores in net winners. for both of these clubs. Kyle Hayton has played a lot of games in his career already for St. Lawrence and established himself, Man, made a pretty big save off of Brett Sieny on the uh, breakaway in the first period. Well, I saw
1: Hayden play last night at the University of New Hampshire when St. Lawrence won in overtime, and he made a save in overtime that was off the charts. I'm sitting with some pro scouts here tonight, and I was telling them about it, and he's now all of a sudden become on the radar for a lot of National Hockey League teams. Well, uh, Pierre, you're in
2: town uh, with the NHL, right? You've got the Flyers and Bruins coming up, I, I believe, right?
1: You got that right, John. I'm really looking forward to it. On Wednesday night, Philadelphia coming off a huge win the other night against the Chicago Blackhawks in Philadelphia. 3 nothing. They're trying to find their way with Dave Haxtall, the former coach at New University of North Dakota. And I think the biggest thing that's happened is if he can be successful in Philadelphia talking about Haxtall and Jeff Blasho, who's a coach of the Detroit Red Wings, who used to be the coach at Western Michigan and an assistant in Miami of Ohio. If those guys can have success i think you're going to start seeing a trend towards more college coaches becoming coaches in the nhl
0: now why do you think that didn't happen after a guy like badger bob did so well in pittsburgh you know it didn't lead to that at that point
1: well i was one of them and actually did get a chance i uh, won two stanley cups in pittsburgh one with bob johnson one with scotty bowman then i moved on to hartford and became the head coach there before they moved to carolina I think the biggest thing is there was so much volatility in the professional ranks at that time, Mike, that guys were a little bit nervous about leaving. But now the money is so much greater. I mean, we won the Stanley Cup in 1991. Bob Johnson made $115,000. People forget that. It wasn't the millions of dollars that guys are making today. And next year we won, Scotty Bowman made 120000 So, I mean, it took some time. And now Dave Haxtell signs a five-year deal in Philadelphia. It's $2 million a year. So now they have the confidence to leave. But being a college coach is a phenomenal endeavor, and it's something that I've appreciated my entire hockey life.
2: Pierre, yeah, what do you think of the outdoor games? Now, it's coming back to Boston this year, Gillette Stadium, the home of the Patriots, Montreal and the Bruins. Uh, what's your what's your thought process about how this has been going on?
1: John, I feel so blessed to have had the opportunity to do every single one of the outdoor games uh, that NBC has shown. And even going back to the Heritage game when Montreal played in Edmonton and the iconic shot of Jose Theodore with the toque over his mask, I did that game. Game as well, um, I like them a lot. I think it's really a, an under-the-tent moment for the NHL. It's a Super Bowl moment. It's better than the All-Star weekend. It brings everybody from the hockey world together. The TV numbers speak for themselves. I think in Foxborough this year it's going to be off the charts. I mean, you got two nasty teams that dislike each other a lot. Whatever it's worth, I think, especially in Boston, such a proud hockey community, it's going to be a fantastic thing.
0: Did you think when it was first presented, first talked about, and first carried out that the Winter Classic could become what it has been? I mean, it's really now a national sporting event.
1: You know, Mike, I have to give a lot of credit to our executive producer, Sam Flood at NBC Sports. He was a college hockey player at Williams College and was a captain there. His father was a legendary coach at Noble and Greenhouse School here in Boston. and Sam is such a proponent of the national hockey league. He really was his idea to try to get this thing into bigger venues? I'll give you a quick story about it, Mike. and John. I'm doing the game Washington versus Pittsburgh, and that's the game where Crosby got concussed in the second period. After the first period's over, he and I are skating off the ice together, and we're standing at center ice, and I'm doing an interview with him. And we've done some pretty big interviews over time. The ice—it was so loud in that football stadium, the ice was shaking under our feet. And at the end of the interview, he said to me, "Goes, hey Pete, that was one of the best things we've ever did." I said, "I don't know about you, but I
2: still..." Feel you're the egg now, the Islanders moved from Long Island to Brooklyn. How do you think they'll succeed there?
1: You know what, John? I think they'll do really well. And part of the reason why I think they'll do well, they're so deep as a young organization. I think Gar Snow, proud goalie out of the University of Maine, just touching on college situations. He's got a real nice job with Jack Capuano uh, and Dougie Wade out of Lake Superior State. Capuano out of Maine. A lot of college influence there. They've done a really good job, John and Mike, in terms of bringing in young players. And I know Boston fans don't want to hear this. John Cabrera is as good as that. I'm telling you right now. So I think they're going to do very, very well.
0: How but Lou Limarella moves up to Toronto there. Uh, Very interesting move, I think, there, you know, to make that move. Very, uh, you know, uh, i got friends in Toronto. I know know you do. and It's such a a unique environment up there. You have to succeed, right? Well, you're going to get a chance to see him when Babcock comes
1: down, or you can ask Mike about it. But Mike's a good friend, and I'm really proud of his son here playing tonight. It's fantastic to see him. I know. All the years Mike and I have traveled around the National Hockey League, I've, I've watched young Michael grow up as a player, and it's exciting to see him play college. I think Coach Lamarillo, and that's what I call him affectionately, with respect, uh, he'll do a good job there. They needed to create organizational standards in Toronto that had really dissipated over time. Now they're back. It's not going to turn around overnight. But it will become serious, it will become focused, and
0: you'll see. They'll have an identity as an organization, Mike. They really will. How about the Bruins situation? Uh, obviously, the local team here, and very young, young team. I know that's the case. Uh, off to a bit of a slow start. Big win the other night seemed to be, you know, maybe getting better, but I think, it, I think it's going to be up and down, right? I mean, you know, there'll be some great moments like the other night. There'll be some tough ones.
1: I, I agree with that, Mike. And I think part of the problem, Mike and John, when you look at it, you've got to have depth on defense. So you lose Dennis Seidenberg, you trade Dougie Hamilton, you start the season with an injury to Zdeno Chara. You've taken three in your top six right out of the lineup. You know, and then you're starting to break in and bring a guy back like Kevin Miller that had on season surgery. Uh, you're truly hoping that Tory Crew can, can carry the ball for you every night. That's hard to do when you're five foot nine in the National Hockey League. So that's part of the problem. I, I, people have to understand around the league, and I know nobody wants to give the Bruins credit. I'm going to. I think the Bruins, before it's all said and done, will fix whatever ails them now. And I think they're going to retune this thing on the fly quicker than most people think. Thank <laughs>
2: you. Let's take it back to the college game for a minute, Pierre. Uh, you know, we're, we're pretty fond of hockey. East around here. Providence winning the national
1: championship last year. That's quite a story, isn't it? It is. It's a great story. But I'm an ECAC guy, so uh-huh. I'm going to say, what about Yale and what about Union? <laughs> so, and, and you know what? No, I love college hockey. I watch so much of it. I can't watch enough of it. Um, it's fantastic what Providence did last year. Uh, Nate should be really proud down there for the, for the job that he did. Uh, I think the biggest thing for them is how do you lose John? Gillis in goal, and that that's going to be an issue for them, obviously going forward. But man, oh man, that was awesome. And you know, you look at BU probably, I mean, that's great stuff. And Jack Eichel is an iconic player, people are going to be talking about him for years and years and years. And, uh, David Quinn's a good friend of mine, he used to work for me at my hockey schools here in Boston. And the one thing I'd say is, uh, I don't discount BU ever, Jerry, uh, Jared, Coach York, I, you know, I've, I've got this, i got to interrupt you guys for a second. I'm a huge fan of college hockey. To me, Jerry York is one of the truly great coaches of all time. Time, no matter pro, major, junior or college. He's got to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Go look at his wins compared to the guys that are in the Hall of Fame. And I'm talking about pro coaches. He hasn't had nearly the luxury of coaching as many games. I really believe there should be a movement to get Coach York into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Man,
2: he's going he's to win 1,000 games here very soon. That, you got to consider that.
1: The only guy he can catch right now is Scotty Bowman because everybody else is chasing him. And I guarantee you <laughs> nobody's catching Scotty, my old mentor, nobody. <laughs> you
0: now you mentioned, Michael, we got to see a lot of him in Hockey East last year. Already off to such a terrific start with Buffalo surprised in any way, and, and also, you know, the fact that he took you know, the college route, McDavid took the junior route, it seems like I could I off to a little, little bit of a faster uh, start. Does that surprise you at all?
1: No, I kind of said this at the draft last year. People were discounting Jack right away. I was, and I watched him train a lot and uh, work out, and World Junior in particular on an American team that didn't do that well. But he and Dylan Larkin were the two best players for the Americas at that World Junior um, I'm not surprised by Jack. And the biggest thing is work habits. Connor is going to be a superstar. Trust me, he will be. It's just a different situation for him. Jack Eichel is a bigger, physical, more imposing guy right now. And he can shoot the puck as well as most players in the league. But the guy to watch, young player to watch, is Bill Larkin in Detroit. I, I really think he can rival those two guys out of the University of Michigan. And then the other guys are Kenny Panera. He's a 23-year-old out of Russia. Played in St. Petersburg with Kovalchuk last year. And he had 28 goals in the KHL, which is a really difficult thing to do. Elite, elite players. The league is so stocked with young players. Fellas, we need expansion.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, we may get it soon, so that'll be pretty interesting. We
1: definitely need it, Mike. There's no, que- uh, there's no question about it. I think, obviously, you're probably going to get it in Las Vegas. I think most people think that'll be announced maybe before Christmas this year. And I'm sure hoping that they get a team in Quebec. I just, you know, I was there last year my little boy is a pretty decent player and I was up at the Quebec returned Tournament where he played I coached so many games in the Coliseum oh, yeah. and uh, you know the new building is now up and it is spectacular they need to get a team in that hockey, in that market I just love to see the Bruins <laughs> and the Canadians go in there back Peace. to back right <laughs> going <would be>
0: good <laughs> Pierre thanks so much for joining us we appreciate it enjoy the rest of the game and we'll look forward to hearing you again on NBC
1: you know what Mike thanks a lot John thank you very much for having me I just want to give one shout out I, I, I have a little bit of skin Invested in this game. I recruited Greg Carville to St. Lawrence and drafted him in Pittsburgh when I was there. I tried to recruit Mark Dennehy to Babson College, and I'm going to tell you guys right now at a BC High, he was a smart player. He's a calculating player. He ended up going to BC, had a really good career. I'm not surprised to see Mark doing as well as he is here at Merrimack. And you know what? You guys got a heck of a coach here. He's a great guy. He's a championship person. I just had a spectacular visit with him before the game. I'm really proud of both coaches here tonight.
0: Pierre, thanks again. Come back and see us sometime if you're in the area. I'm going to be back. Don't worry. I love this. Usually
1: I just come and hide in the corner, but tonight's, what do you have, alumni weekend here? So hard to get us homecoming. Hard to get a seat here. I know.
0: Where did you park? Three miles away?
1: No, I talked to Denny. He took care of me.
0: (laughs) There you go. You're you're welcome
1: here. Membership has its privileges. (laughs) Yeah, I need the hair club for men, though. Mike.
0: <laughs> you, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Great
1: visiting with you gentlemen. Thank you very
0: much. All right, thanks a lot. That's Beer McGuire from NBC's been our guest. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.